Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today, <laughs> we're going to be talking about things I like to talk about. We're going to be talking about the year Jesus returns. We're going to be talking about Bible prophecy. I love it. And I think I've got something to show you that you're going to be very interested in. And I dare say you probably don't know this. First of all, uh, Jason Meeks had a dream that Prophecy Club should start asking everyone to join Prophecy Club, and that would be an automatic $9.90 gift each month. And if God is blessing you, give more than that. That would be wonderful. And the fast, easy way to do that would be just click that QR code right below, and it will take you down to uh, where you can do that. So our big question today is, does the Bible say that we cannot know the year or month Jesus will return? The answer is no. The Bible does not say we can't know the year or the month. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. Meaning that we can see the day approaching if we're watching, if we know and we understand Bible prophecy. Now, let me talk about this, because Matthew 24, 36 says, But of that day and hour, okay, it didn't say we couldn't know the year. It didn't say we couldn't know the month. It says we can't know the day and the hour. Why? I'm going to show you why. And I dare say you haven't thought of this one. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angel of heaven, but my Father only. Okay, now that's a good point. But a couple more points I want to make before we leave this thought. So we're talking about the day and hour, that's the subject, okay? The day and hour Jesus returns. Keep that in mind as we go through these. But as the days of Noah were, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then to be in the field. What are we talking about? The day Jesus returns. Now, is this talking about the day that Jesus returns to take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb? I don't think so, and I'll show you why. I think it is the day that he returns to burn up the tares. I'll show you why. Then to be in the field, one will be taken. Now, the pre-tribbers want to say, oh, well, that means that, that we're pulled off the earth. <laughs> no, that's not what it's saying. It says, taken here means burned, burned by the morning star. Two be in the field, one will be taken or burned, and another left. Two women will be grinding in the mill, one should be taken or burned, the other left. I'll show you why. I'm going I'm to use the scripture that pre-tribbers quote and throw into the face of us post-tribbers all the time, and I'm going to show you the real meaning, and you're going to understand it. The one should be taken the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. It did not say you can't know the year. It did not say you cannot know the month. Can't know the day and the hour. And I'll agree with that. And here's why. Luke twenty-one thirty-six says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape all these things. That's not talking about escape the seven-year tribulation. It's talking about escape the burning. I'll show you why. Escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. The key word 
To understand Luke 21, 36 is this word right here. The word stand. Okay. <clears throat> Here's why I say that. Revelation 6, 16. And he said to the mountains and the rocks, this is the day that Jesus returns. This is the Feast of Trumpets. He's not returning here, <clears throat> excuse me, to take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. He's returning here to burn up all of the wood, hay, stubble, all of the tares, to cleanse the earth of all sin. This is the wrath. The wrath is not seven years. The wrath is not three and a half years. It's not the last 100 days. The wrath is <sighs> the morning star. That's when he brandishes his sword with the breath of his nostrils. That's when he throws down his arrows, his lightning arrows. Here's what it said. Set of the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face with him that sateth upon the throne from the wrath of the Lamb. That's the wrath. For the great day, didn't say month, didn't say year, the day, day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Meaning, if you make it through the burning, then you are standing, you're left standing. And that's what he's talking about here. One is burned, the other one is left. To what is taken or burned, the other is left. These scriptures match each other. They're all talking about the same event. Now, let's go on to the next point. Assuming that Terry Bennett and Vicki Parnell are really hearing from God, and I suspect that they are. I didn't say for sure they are, but I suspect they are. So let's read it. October the 5th, 2022. At 8.45 in the morning, Terry says Gabriel appeared, blowed the shofar in his presence, and declared to him, it is time. The first seal has now been broken or now been opened. That means what he's saying is that the tribulation started October the 5th of 2022. Now, in another dream that Vicky Goforth Parnell had, she said that the tribulation doesn't necessarily last seven years. That's not my understanding. That's not the understanding I had for 40 years of studying prophecy. But hang on, we'll talk about that. He speaks it just like he did April the 2nd, when he came to me and stood beside me and told me that the real time of Revelation chapter 5 is now occurring in heaven. That was in 2022, in other words, a few months before that. Well, we got to have chapter 5 before we have chapter 6 happening. Not everything in Revelation is chronological, but this is. So that makes sense. Now hang on to that. Remember this, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint a picture here. Now let's go to Vicki Parnell. So she also says, and notice the date, this is 927. So this is a couple of days after what Bennett saw. Gary, or Gabriel appears here and says, Daughter of Heaven's Courts, hear my words this day, this moment of time, I bring you official tidings, for you have been found faithful in much. Hear ye, hear ye, O heavens and the earth. A time of trials of both testing and trying has arrived. It has begun, and it starts right now for your world. Right now doesn't always mean right now. It may mean that what Terry Bennett is saying, October the 5th of 22, may be confirmed by this one. Now, they didn't say exactly the same time, but she's kind of hinting at it. And another one, 
she says that it'll arrive in a few days. And I didn't go digging that one up. But the point is the same. Now, with that in mind, she continues saying the time of tribulation has now come upon your world. Let it be known this time of horrors upon your horrors for your world shall last for 70 weeks or seven years in the calendar of your world today. So in this particular visitation of Gabriel, this is Gabriel speaking to her. He says it does last for 70 weeks or seven years. That's been my understanding for 40 years of studying Bible prophecy. Now, assuming, assuming, I said assuming, not guaranteeing, assuming that October the 5th, 22, did open the first seal and the time of testing has started. Assuming that the tribulation is exactly seven prophetic years. Assuming that the tribulation started on October 5th of 22, that would be the Feast of Atonement. Feast of Atonement is the final judgment. That's the judgment of the dead. I'll show you. Now, if we add seven years to the Feast of Atonement, that would bring us to the day Jesus returns. For, there's actually say he, he returns on the Feast of Trumpets. I'll show you in the charts. Seven years later, that would be right, right? Well, right and wrong. Again, I've got to explain. So the audible voice, when I, had, when I was memorizing the book of Revelation, when I was in the process of writing Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, which you can get at prophecyclub.com, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy at prophecyclub.com. When I was reading, <coughs> excuse me, when I was memorizing that, the audible voice said, the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Well, that was huge because that confirmed and put a lot of things in place for me to understand Bible prophecy. Let me repeat that again. The seven seals play over seven years. Seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Now, it did not say this, but this is true. And they all conclude on this day, which is the Feast of Trumpets. Now, let me show you that in a different chart. <clears throat> this is the seven trumpets. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. In other words, these are the seven trumpets in this chart. These are the seven trumpets in this chart. So this has the seals included that stretch over seven years. This does not have them. This is only about the, trumps, trump, uh, the trumpets. This only has to do with the last seven months. So, the next time Jesus returns, he will return on the Feast of First Fruits. At that time, he resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. And I don't have time to get into explaining it. You've got to get the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. As a matter of fact, that's what he showed me in the second vision is that some things cannot be learned by audio and video. Some things must be learned by text. you got to look at it. So you got to get the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, if you want to understand what God showed me about Bible prophecy. Anyway, so Jesus returns here on First Fruits. Then he walks around for 50 days with 144,000 one-year Jewish boys. Then he resurrects those that are ready, 
They go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is on Pentecost. I'm going to skip that. Then four months later is the Feast of Trumpets. Now, if we're correct in our understanding, and I'm not setting a date. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not setting a date here today. Don't say. Standard Prophecy Club said it's going to happen in 29. I do not know that. I'm saying if these other people, what they're saying are correct, then that would be the date. So, if they're correct, it would be sometime in September 2029. But can we know for certain it's September the 9th? No, we can't. We can't know the day or the hour, and I'll explain to you why in just a second. Then, 10 days later, it's the dead judged. This is the living. This is the judgment seat of Christ. All in Christ are judged here. They are judged here by fire. They are judged by, did they know Jesus? Did they walk with Jesus? Period. He's the judge at both of those judgments. Then, <clears throat> this is the judgment of the dead. The dead, I uh, saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. No one alive reports here. No one that had the opportunity to receive Jesus reports here. All of those that had the opportunity to receive Jesus report here. So this is when Jesus returns for Armageddon. He burns up everything alive on earth, or dead or alive, that had a chance to receive him. They're all judged. They're judged by fire. Some get the fire of the Holy Spirit out of their belly flow, rivers of living water. Some get the, the fire of the morning star. They fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones. Then, 10 days later, the earth shakes for 10 days. These 10 days right between here. Then it's atonement. Now, this is when Terry Bennett says, October the 5th of 22, on the Feast of Atonement. So seven years later, if he's correct, that would mean that would be the final day of judgment, the final judgment. But we're concerned with when do we see him in the next, that would be first fruits. Married supper of the Lamb for four months, then we come back on white horses behind him for Armageddon and to get our, our glorified bodies. We do not get the glorified bodies of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Everybody, he, right now, he, when he goes to the marriage supper of the Lamb, he is not King of kings and Lord of lords. He is Prince of the kings of the earth, and he is the Lamb of God. Here is where he is given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is that which shall not be destroyed. This is where he gets all of his glory and his power. Then he returns to use it here. Then, from the atonement to tabernacles, it's five days. Okay, so when Jesus returns the next time, some first fruits, he walks around for 50 days, he selects those that are ready to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, we watch him crown King of kings and Lord of lords, four, year, four months later we return with him on white horses for Armageddon. The earth shakes for 10 days, right in here, okay, great shaking. Every mountain falls, every... High places, all the walls fall, the earth is filled in, rough places, made, anyway, all that. Then on atonement, now, what Terry Bennett says is that the first seal was opened on atonement seven years later, according to Vicki Parnell. This is what they were saying right here and right here, okay? So what they're saying is seven years later, let me get to the right chart here, Seven years later, on atonement would be the final judgment. Jesus returns here where to, as King of kings and Lord of lords, 
shakes the earth for 10 days, and then five days later is the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. John saw the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and all that sort of stuff. Now, now let me show you why we cannot know the day or the hour. It did not say we can't know the year or the month. Isaiah 24, 1. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down. Okay. In other words, the earth is shaking to and fro like a drunkard, and it turns upside down. I don't know what causes that. Some people think maybe it's, uh, you know, the angel, uh, the archangel Michael. Some people think that it's another planet entering close to um, the earth, and that's a very good philosophy too. But the point is it turns upside down. Now, when the earth turns upside down, what time is it? What day is it? What hour is it? The answer is, when the earth turns upside down, nobody knows. That's the reason we cannot know the day or the hour. Because who knows what time it is? Just because your atomic clock says that's the day, that's the hour, just because you've got an electronic device or some kind of device that has kept track of time, even when the earth turned upside down, do you really know that that's the time? You see what I'm saying? So the earth turns upside down and scatters abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be, as with the people, so with the priests. In other words, no one escapes this. As with the serpent, as with his master. As with the maid, so with his mistress. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As the lender, so with the borrower. In other words, everybody, everybody on planet Earth experiences this turning upside down. The land shall be uttered emptied and utterly spoiled. Every high place falls. Every low place fills in. The crooked places are made straight. The rough places are made smooth. The earth is tur- turned into a nice, round, smooth ball. It shakes for 10 days. The, the channels of the, of the seas are seen. Everything is shaken that can be shaken. And it's turned into a nice, round, smooth ball, and there's no more sea. That's what it's talking about. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world, the world languisheth. That means it's waxed old like a garment. And right now, you know, unless we put some kind of fertilizer <laughs> down, our food doesn't grow. And unless we put some kind of weed killer or insect killer, the bugs eat it all up. But it didn't used to be that way. But now the earth has lost its strength. Its ability to reproduce, why? Because it was only supposed to last for about 6,000 years. Verse 5, the earth also is defiled and the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant, or we would say, because we've sinned. Now let's jump down to verse 18. And it will come to pass that he who flees from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that cometh out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows, here's the important part, for the windows on high are open and the foundations of the earth do shake. What's the windows open? That's when the heaven rolls back like a scroll. That's when we see Jesus on a white horse with the two angels, with the two sickles, the armies in heavens, and we are returning from the marriage supper of the Lamb, coming down. And when he pulls out that morning glory, that's when he burns the tares. That's when it's the same instance, all the same, same event. When he burns the tares, he gives us the eternal body, just like that. That's when the windows of heaven are, are open. That's Armageddon. And the foundations of the earth shake. So the earth 
turns upside down. Verse 19, the earth is utterly broken down. Every high place falls. Every mountain, all, they're all gone. The earth is clean, dissolved. Nice, round, smooth ball. It's moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall remove like a cottage. And that word cottage, I looked it up, it means like a hammock. In other words, it's moving like this, all right? And the transgression there shall be heavily upon it and shall fall and not rise again. In other words, don't think that there's going to be another Adam and Eve. There's going to be another serpent tempting Eve. And there's going to be a whole other earth. No, uh, it shall fall and not rise again. There will not be another earth. There will not be a time that Jesus returns and has to be sacrificed again. No, this is it. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered into a pit. I think the oil in Israel is the hook in the jaw of Ezekiel 38, verse 4. And I think that that is the thing that draws the Russians and all of her buddies down to their destruction. The whole plan of the New World Order, the forming world government, see, the evil people on the earth think it was their idea to have a New World Order, their idea to form a world government. No, it's not. The Bible clearly says, for God has put in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. God put it on their heart to form a world government, to give their power and strength unto the beast, so he could gather them to come down to attack Israel. It's the reason it says when Israel's put into the land, she never is rooted up out of her land again. She never loses another battle. And Bible says that even though the whole world comes down to attack Israel, they'll not be victorious. When the whole world comes down, and they will, that's Armageddon, to attack Israel, that's when Jesus returns and he destroys them. It shall come to pass that day that the Lord shall punish the hosts of the high ones that are on high. New world order. All the, all the people that come down to attack Israel, they're going to all be killed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. And they shall be gathered together, prisoners gathered in a pit, and they shall shut them up in prison for many days they should be visited. And that visit is not very good. So in summary, the year is probably, I didn't say is, because God hadn't told me that that's when it is. I do not know. But if Terry Ben is correct, it would be 2029. If uh, Vicky Goforth Parnell is correct, the year would be 2029. Stan Johnson didn't say that. Don't say Stan Johnson prophecy club and say, oh, Jesus is coming 2029. I do not know that. He's not told me. I'm telling you that if Bennett and Parnell are correct, it would be the year 2029. And if they're correct, it would be the year September. If they're correct, it would be the Feast of Trumpets, which we don't know the day or the hour. See, do you understand? Okay. Jesus returned to the next time for the marriage supper. Those that are ready on the Feast of Pentecost get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. The final time Jesus returns about four months later will be the Feast of Trumpets. That's the judgment by fire. The tares are burned. We get our glorified body. Ten days later, it's the judgment of the dead. No one in Christ appears there. No one living appears there. That's the Day of Atonement. That would be exactly seven years from October the 5th of 2022 when uh, Bennett says that the angel Gabriel appeared and told him today is the start of the tribulation. Five days later, it's tabernacles and the new Jerusalem arrives. So here it is again. I'm not saying September 2029 
is the day that Jesus returns. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is if Terry Bennett is correct and Vicki Parnell is correct, the next time Jesus will return, and of course she says that America is destroyed before the, the Antichrist comes into play. I, that's, I do not agree with that. I, I, I can't see that. I've thought about that. I've thought about that. I, I can't make that fit. So my understanding at this point, which, by the way, is, is you know, my, my understanding is based upon the information I have up to this point. <laughs> but if I get more information, I've reserved the right to change my mind, okay? Uh, as a matter of fact, every prophecy teacher has to do that because we start finding out that um, we weren't correct someplace because no man knows everything about it. Okay, anyway, if we're correct, the next time Jesus returns, and there is no question about this, the next time he returns will be on the first fruits. He resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys, and they walk around with Jesus for 50 days. 50 days later, exactly, on the Feast of Pentecost, he resurrects those that are ready, or if they're alive on the earth, whatever. A lot of people call this a rapture. It's not a rapture. It's not protecting them from any kind of persecution. As a matter of fact, at this point, four months before Jesus returns, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and her all was slain upon the earth. Most Christians are dead. Most Christians, I mean, they've had the whole world chasing them down, hunting them down for at least three and a half years. Most Christians are dead by this point. Then we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. We get to see him crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. This is when he takes off the robe that he was crucified in. This is when he puts on a new robe that has on his vesture, on his thigh name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. He has given many crowns. His eyes were as a flame of fire. Anyway, then we are only given a wedding garment. That's all we get. We do not get any crowns or rewards there. Then about four months later, when we return with him on a white horse, I believe when we get on that white horse, we still, the only thing we have is a wedding garment and a white horse. We don't have any of our garments, our crowns or rewards, none of that. We're not in a glorified body yet. We're in the same body as the 144,000. Then, when he pulls out the morning star, when the heavens roll back like a scroll, and he garnishes his sword, brandishes his sword, when he blows that glory down, that's when all of us on our horses, alive or dead, everyone is supposed to get it, gets it all at the same time. We get our crowns, our mantra rewards, everything in a moment, and twinkling of an eye at the last trump, the seventh trump. Then, Ten days later, the earth shakes for ten days. Ten days later, we go to atonement. We aren't judged. We're already in eternity. We get to watch the great white throne. Those not in Christ are all judged here. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Then five days later, the new Jerusalem comes down at heaven as bride prepared for her husband. So the point is, the point is, the point is, if, I'm not saying a date, do not say I said a date. I'm not saying a date. I do not know God has not told me. But if Terry Bennett is correct, if Vicki Parnell is correct, then what they say is the tribulation started. Vicki Parnell did not give an exact date, but she's kind of confirmed it. 
that that would be, so let me say it this way, if Terry Ben is correct, if the tribulation started October the 5th of 2022 on the Feast of Atonement, seven years later would be the final judgment on the Feast of Atonement again. And that would mean that here's where Apophis hits, April 13th, Friday the 13th of 2029, and that's probably somewhere right in here, this meteor here, in here. Anyway, the point being, here we are in 23, so that means we might have like in the ballpark of six years left. I can see America falling in 24, and hopefully the Russians don't attack until out here. This is my my understanding that when the bombs, this is what Vicky said, I believe it's correct. When the bombs come down, we go up, we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. She wants to think that it's before the middle of the tribulation based upon what I understand. And I have not read every word she has said. So uh, this is my understanding that I have right now. But the point is, this is the whole point I'm trying to say, we don't have long. We don't have long. So I'm asking you to send this out to your friends. Click like, share, and subscribe. Hit that like button, and hopefully the algorithm, if it hasn't been doctored, will send it out to other people. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. I don't want us to be in line begging for food. Instead, I want to be us in line, giving out food. And so here's what I suggest you do. Go to Joseph's Kitchen. I, it's bread. I mean, I have bread for my, most all of my breakfast and my lunch is a slice of bread. You want to go to Joseph's Kitchen. What you want to do is get this machine package right here. That's all of the gizmos you need to actually make the bread. Then the supplies are like this. Food for one person one year, two people a year, four people a year, six people a year. They're ready to ship it out right now. They've got all of this stuff. They're not out of anything. They can ship it to you. And there's videos and there's also recipes to show you how to make all kinds of bread recipes. I think I would call bread famine food. In the days of Joseph and the pyramids, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And what was it? that fed the year or the world for seven years? And the answer, wheat. Wheat. And that's what Joseph Kitchen sells. Wheat. Wheat is, uh, it, it, there's not a perfect food. In other words, one food where a person could eat nothing but this food their whole life. But probably wheat comes the closest. So recommend you go to Joseph Kitchen, get yourself stocked up. So what is an EMP Shield device? It's a device you can put on your car and your house that in an EMP attack is supposed to stop the attack. And if you go to empshield.com and if you use the promo code PROPHECY, they give you a $50 discount. They also have videos up there, shows you how to install it on your car and your house and everything, and it's not difficult at all. I've got one of them right here. Red goes to red, black goes to black, green goes to the car, uh, body of your car. And you just peel it off the back, stick it under there. Got another device that goes on your house. So, not complicated. Take you about 10 minutes to put them in. 
So empshield.com promo code is prophecy.